so grateful that you decided to come and pray and watch with us this most early slash late midnight hour. I'm your humble host, Delta, just pressing into our season. This is a very special, very, very, very Spirit-filled, <laughs> I like to say, a very spirit-filled hour that we are going to be pouring in to you life. We are going to be pouring in to you declarations and promises that come from the word, the only truth that's out there. So I, I am so grateful that you decided to tune in tonight. This season has been just so full of, uh, to be honest with you, a lot of of, uh, chastening. (laughs) And Holy Spirit was like, you know, we've done a lot of of, uh, reconciling people um, back to the truth of bringing a stronger message than we have in previous seasons. And and we know that there's been so many breakthroughs that have come from that. But we never want to forget that we have a good, good father. And at anything, all of this, even the chastening, is all built on love. And it's built on the fact that he wants us to have eternal life with him. Before we get into our declarations of life, I am going to pray us in because woo, you already know we got to get it popping with Holy Spirit. So, okay, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for just bringing us back here one more again, for just breathing your breath of life into us and giving us life through your word, giving us life in your scripture by telling us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And he who loves it will eat the fruit thereof. And so we eat, Father God, from that fruit of life. And we declare life, Father God, in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach over every word that you have placed. And we declare that there is a penetration that will take place with every declaration that's being spoken over everyone under the sound of my voice. Father, let it not be my words, but your words that penetrate through, Father, and that your light would radiate so brilliantly that others would see you in me, Father God. In your name, I pray all things, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Oh, yes. So 
if there is anybody that is ready as I am, <laughs> let us get this these declarations popping tonight. So Matthew 9, 17, you will have new wineskins because we know that new wine only goes in new wineskins. You will see the new thing God is doing. Isaiah 43, 19. And I want to pause on that one because uh, we know that the Lord is doing a new thing. But if we don't see it, if we're not catching that new thing, then it could pass us by, y'all. So he says, behold, I do a new thing in you. Will you not know it? And so we're declaring that you will see that new thing that God is doing in Yahshua's name. We declare that you are a new creature, a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We declare that you have put off the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. We declare you will build your house on a firm foundation. How many of us know who that firm foundation is? Yahshua, our Lord and Savior. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. You will give more than you receive. Who Acts 20, 35. And you will be a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. The devourer will be rebuked from your land. Who Malachi 3, 11. You are a good steward. You are a lender and never a borrower. Deuteronomy 28, 12. You will be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 128. You will bear your own fruit. We talked about comparison this season. Your own fruit, only you can do it. Only you can bear that fruit. No one else can. There's no way that someone can come behind you and be able to steal that fruit the Lord has said you're going to bear. You will be the one that bear your own fruit. Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 8. You are God's special treasure. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. You are a child of Yah. Galatians 3, 26. You are adopted into a new family. Ephesians 1, 5. You are an heir of the kingdom of heaven. Romans 8, 16 through 17. You are dead to sin. And alive in Christ Jesus. Romans 6, 11. You are chosen. Ephesians 1, 4. You are loved. 1 John 3, 1. You are loved. Let's pause on that, y'all. We are loved. Can you imagine this type of love? We talk about this all the time. This love that we, we can't even measure it. Right. We don't know the height, the depth, the width, the length. We don't we it's beyond our complete, complete understanding and comprehension. And when you think about it, he he says clearly and John 316, we talked about this before this season about how cliche John 316 has become and how people have really just like commercialized it, but it's so powerful. 
when it says that for God so loved the world, he loved the world, that he gave his only son. Can you imagine his only son? Okay, I've not been blessed to have any children yet. But anybody that is a mother or a father, can you imagine bringing your child to life and then saying when they came to life that they would have to die? That you were going to sacrifice them for some people that didn't even deserve it. Whoa. What kind of love is that? <laughs> what kind of love is that? We don't even understand it, y'all. This love is it it cannot be measured. It can't be put into words. It's beyond our comprehension. And that's all we can do is just receive it because there's nothing else that we can do. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to say that this love is something we even understand. So let, let me say again, you are loved. And the love that you think you know <laughs> about this scripture, this is the part where you have to understand that the human comprehension of love is not what's applied here. This is that supernatural love that you don't even know it. You ain't even know it. So I just want to declare that again, that you are loved. Woo. Anybody didn't tell you that today? You are loved. All right, let's keep going. You are rescued from the kingdom of darkness. Colossians 1, 13 through 14. You are set free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8, 1 through 2. You are redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3, 13. You are forgiven, 1 John 1, 9. You are the righteousness of Yah in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. You are a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19 through 20. You are more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, Romans 8.37. You are an overcomer, Revelations 12.11. You are not controlled by fear, 2 Timothy 1.7. You have power, love, and a sound mind. Let me say that again for the people in the back of the room. You are not controlled by fear. You have power, love, and a sound mind. Don't let this fear out here, these fear tactics, scare tactics, try to make you feel like you have no other decision to make. You have the power. You have love, that supernatural love, and you have a sound mind to make the best, the right, the righteous decisions that are in alignment with the Lord's will for your life. You are not controlled by fear. 
You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14. You are not alone. How many of us know he will never leave us or forsake us? Yes. Hebrews 13, 5. You are the salt of the earth. Yes. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. What y'all saw game looking like these days, okay? I'm just saying, we, we got lots of flavor to bring here. Now I'm saying we got a lot of flavor to bring to the earth, y'all. Don't leave that flavor pent out. People need that salt. And sometimes everybody knows that salt can sting. It can do that. We we know you put salt on a wound. It stings. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm dropping some prophetic mics tonight. <laughs> When you put salt on a wound, it stings, y'all. But then what happens when you leave it there? Mm, this that old school medicine. It heals the wound, don't it? Whew. Okay, let's keep going because I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start getting off track. <laughs> God is going to complete the work he has begun in you. Philippians 1, 6. Your obedience will set captives free. Woo, y'all remember this? When we talked about this earlier in the season about Paul and Silas, Silas in the jail. Oh my, let's let's do a real quick recap on that because I feel like somebody might need the re a reminder. We have a calling and we have tuggings and we have convictions. And you know you feel, you know you feel it when Holy Spirit is saying, okay, he lives in you, right? He's saying, yep, that, that's something we need to go pursue, or that's a person we need to talk to. Or you might want to get out of your car and actually help that person that is asking for help on the side of the street. So many different examples of where Holy Spirit will start to convict us. And so Paul and Silas are in jail. <laughs> they got locked up because they they were not liking what this um, this divineer was saying and Paul got annoyed. <laughs> and pretty much they ended up in jail. <laughs> so they got in jail and let's say, of course, when you get locked up, What's our main our main reaction? We not liking that. <laughs> Wait, let us out. Give us free. <laughs> That's what happens when we get in jail. But Paul and Silas, ooh, they knew the truth. And what did they do? They started praising and worshiping the Lord in chains when they're behind bars and gates and chained and and. And not seeing, I mean, think about the jails back then. I'm sure they were dark. They were like dungeon-like. Probably wasn't any, of course, Thomas Edison had been born back then, any light. So we're talking about a little bit of glimmers of candlelight, maybe. Maybe some torches down the hallway a little bit. So you were in this dark, damp dungeon. And you're going to locked up because of something that didn't even really make any sense for you to be locked up. And now, what did they do? They start praising the Lord. 
are praising the Lord, everyone. How unusual is that? How many people would be like, what is happening here? How does this work? When the prisoners around them probably like, what is, what are they doing? What is that about? Anyway, long story short, because they were obedient in their faithfulness and knowing that although they were in chains, although they couldn't see, although it was dark, although they were behind gates and bars locked up, shackled, that their God was still good. <laughs> How many of us know that our God never fails us, still good. Our God is. And so what happens? This suddenly happened where in their obedience to still remain faithful, the chains fell off. And not just of them, of all of the prisoners, all of the captives were set free because of their obedience. And so we're talking about like a, a, a secondhand miracle that happened just because I was in the right place at the right time that somebody else's anointing got caught fire on me. And now I got set free too. And that's where this declaration of life is that your obedience is not just for you. Woo, is anybody catching that? Your obedience is not just for you. It doesn't just set the chains off of you. It sets the chains off of those around you and people that you wouldn't even know it, didn't even know it, that needed to be set free. And so we declare that right now, those chains are being set free in the name of Yahshua and that chains are falling off of your family. Chains are being falling off of your, your coworkers. Chains are falling off of the strangers that were just in the vicinity around your miracle in Jesus name. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your obedience will set captives free, everybody. Is, are y'all catching that one? <laughs> I had to recap. I had to bring that one back. So let's keep going. You will sow into good soil. Matthew 13, 23. You will not be stiff-necked. How many of us know we are innately a stiff-necked people? Our ancestors were called stiff-necked. And then we had to rebuke that thing. <laughs> and stiff-necked is Old Testament talk, y'all. Stiff neck essentially is prideful because if you, your neck is stiff, you're not really moving, right? You just staying one, you only looking one way, you only thinking one way, you're proud, you're stubborn, all that in one. Isaiah 48 4. Your faith will move mountains. How many know faith the size of a mustard seed can move a whole mountain? Matthew 7 20. You are God's ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20. You are royalty. How many of us know we are cut from a royal priesthood? 1 Peter 2.9. You will see your expected end. Jeremiah 29.11. We declare that your end will not be accidental. Your end will not come before your time. You will see your expected end. You will see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living. Psalms 27, 13. God will restore what was stolen from you times seven in the name of Jesus, we declare. Proverbs 6, 31. How many of us have had something that we know has been lost to the enemy, that we know we gave place to the devil and he took that thing. Oh, we trying to get that old thing back. Mm, but we don't got to do any work for it. God is going to restore back to us what was stolen because we know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Yahshua came so that we would have life <laughs> and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. So God will restore what was stolen from you and you'll receive it back times seven. How many of us are waiting and ready and anticipating that sevenfold blessing in the name of Jesus? You will receive wisdom when you ask for it. James 1, 1 through 2. No weapon. Well, we say this all the time on the watch. Every season, the enemy is always coming for our internet connection, <laughs> for our electronic devices. Every season, you will uh, or sorry, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And we declare that in Yahshua's name. You are blessed when you go out and when you come in. And Deuteronomy 28, 6. Deuteronomy 28 has a load of blessings that you can continue to speak over your life. Uh, this one also I love to hear is you are above and never beneath. You are the head and not the tail, all wrapped in Deuteronomy 28. You have angels watching over you. And so we declare and decree, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling place. You will tread upon lions and serpents, young lions and cobras. You will trample underfoot and you have angels that have charge over you that will bear you up. Unless you dash your foot against a stone, I'm telling y'all, Psalm 91, whew, that's all life right there. Your body is healed and made whole. Holy Spirit said, again, reiterate this, that by the stripes that were bore on the cross by Jesus, he's already done it. He's already taken on everything. He's taken away all the sins, all the curses, all the deaths, all our debts, and every sickness and disease he has taken away from us so that we are healed, past tense, not we will be healed, not it's gonna happen, not that I'm waiting for this thing to happen up in this place and in order for me to get to this level of healing, I got to go take, do, exercise, whatever, and made whole, oh my goodness, let me just declare and decree that your body is healed and made whole. Isaiah 53, 5. Activate that faith, y'all, in that. I don't know how many things out here trying to take that away from us, trying to naysay that, and trying to mm, just put some fear around that, but we declare that that deception around our healing is broken off of us in the name of Jesus. You are healed and made whole. 
you are courageous and walk in boldness. Proverbs 28, 1. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yah. Matthew 4, 4. You will trust in the Lord. How many of us know this one? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You will trust in the Lord. You are trusting in the Lord. And through that trust, he is going to guide your steps. How many of us know that when he's at the helm, ain't nothing that's going to come and tear us down. Ain't nothing that's going to knock us down, going to take us off our path. You will have a contrite heart. Psalms 51, 17. Oh, Lord, create in us a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within us. You will walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You will be able to discern the times. Matthew 16, 3. You are a hearer and a doer of the word. Matthew, oh, sorry, James 1, 20 through, 22 through 25. You are the one out of the 99. Matthew 18, 12. Ooh, we got to pause on that one. So there, there's a parable in Matthew that Jesus is talking about his sheep because he's a shepherd, right? The good shepherd. And he knows his sheep. His sheep know the shepherd. And so they were talking, he was talking to the disciples. And if anybody's ever heard this, you are the one out of the 99 or the 99 Bible verse. This is what this is in simplified terms that these flocks of sheep were, they were very numerous. They had a lot of sheep in the flock. And if anybody seen a flock of sheep, they all look the same pretty much, right? <laughs> they all are pretty much the same color, the same size. They all kind of move in the same way. And there's not a really a lot of differences when you think about looking at a flock of sheep and a lot of them at one time. So just think about that, like a number of these sheep all going. But the shepherd is such a good shepherd. He's trained the sheep so well, has such a great relationship with each one of the sheep that they follow him, right? But there are times where some sheep go astray. Anybody catching this? There are times where some sheep go off the trodden path, where some sheep try to not follow the shepherd. And during those times, if you think about in terms of how many sheep there are, let's just say there's 100. If there's one sheep that goes off the path, then they're like, I still got 99. Let's keep going. You know, that sheep just going to get eaten by a wolf. <laughs> and in this parable, Jesus makes it clear that I will leave the 99. Woo! Mm. He said, I will leave the 99 sheep to come back for the one. Oh, Jesus. So he is not looking at you as you're just a part of the flock, that you just, you made your own decision and you just going on your own way. You about to get eaten by a wolf. So sad for you. He didn't even think that. He says, everyone, everyone is important to the flock. 
It doesn't matter if you are one of 99. 99 might be going the right way, but you decide to go the wrong way. And guess what? I'm going to still come for you. I'm going to still come and rescue you. Hmm. How many of us know that feeling of being the one? <laughs> I'm putting two hands in the air. How many of us know being the one out of the 99 and saying, oh my goodness, that just, that brings you back to reality. Like, ooh, how good is the Lord? Mm. And we know his works, y'all. Okay. So you are the one out of the 99. He's coming for you. Matthew 18, 12. You are a wise virgin. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. I feel like I got to explain this one too. Holy Spirit saying stop. So there is another parable um, in Matthew. Matthew's got a lot of parables, apparently. And it talks about how there's 10 virgins. They're wise and they're foolish. And this is how they just listen. This is the word, okay? I'm not I'm not making this up. This is what the word describes these types of virgins. There's wise virgins and there's foolish virgins. And there's a story that happens where the virgins are both tasked with storing up enough oil to meet when their bride comes or their, their groom comes rather. Um, they have enough oil in their lanterns because they need to have light in order to see when their groom is coming. And so being the foolish versions, they think they got enough. So they're like, okay, I think this is enough. You know, let's see what happens. <laughs> the wise virgins decide to store up more than what they think is enough. And of course, because of their name as the wise virgins, what happens? The groom comes. The foolish virgins don't have enough oil to stay, keep their lanterns lit to see them coming. And so now behind the doors that get shut are only the wise virgins. And who knocking on the door? The foolish virgins talking about some, give us some of your oil so we can come in there with y'all. That's not how it works. And so we decree, and if y'all want to, that's a good, that's a really good scripture to just break down and do a study on. So I would, I would definitely recommend and encourage you want to do a good study, small group study or Bible study with some of your friends or family. That's a good one to break down. But we declare and decree, you are a wise virgin. You won't have enough oil. All right. To meet our groom, Yahshua. You have God's grace because he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble, everybody. James 4, 6. You will break generational curses. The sins of your forefather you will not inherit. You will start a new bloodline in the name of Yahshua. And you will have enough oil. Matthew 25, 9. This goes back to the, vir the wise virgin parable. We declare that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The world need to go ahead and take a sit back. Go play your position. Don't let the enemy gain place where there's no place to be gained. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. You have the anointing that breaks the yokes. 
Isaiah 10, 27, you are focused on things above and not on earthly things. Colossians 3, 2, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, well, y'all know what the when a flood happens, right? A flood comes rushing in. You're not prepared for it. It's, it's breaking down levees. It's, it's doing the things that we've seen happen in our lifetime. And Hurricane Isabel, Hurricane Maria, Hurricane Katrina, how many hurricanes do we have where these floods are just coming? Oh, my goodness. What can we do? Well, we declare and decree that the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against the enemy when they come in like a flood. In Jesus' name, Isaiah 59, 19. And God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. How many of us know we cannot do it on our own, even though we try <laughs> and then we try again <laughs> and then we try one more time again. <laughs> and he probably looking at us like, do y'all not learn this, my little children? <laughs> I feel like that. That's, that's how the Lord is looking at me. Like, okay. Um, have you not learned this lesson yet, Delta? <laughs> but we declare and decree that in your weakness, because we have weaknesses, we are not perfect. Only God is perfect. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And rounding out our declarations, you will have favor with God and man. Proverbs 3, 4. You will be found watching and praying, just as Jesus said in the garden. So his disciples had to be found watching and praying so they could resist temptation in the garden. Matthew 26, 4, and to finalize our declarations of life over you, you will not die, but live. You will live. You will live and declare the mighty works of the Lord. Psalms 118, 17. Woo, and we declare it, Father God. Oh, I just thank you, Lord, for just bringing the, the divine alignment of people to receive these declarations of life for this season and for the next going into the new year, Father. And we declare, Father God, that these life declarations will penetrate in areas that we cannot see. They will penetrate only in those places that you can see that you only know the true condition of our heart and you only know what areas, Father God, are dead, what areas may have been spiritually dead, Father God, what areas that we have become hardened in heart to, but that you are breathing your life back into them right now in Yahshua's name, that through these declarations, there's new life that is coming forth. There's new anointing that is breaking yokes, Father God. There is life being breathed right now supernaturally through this broadcast, Father God, through these, these, these audio waves and frequencies, Lord, that you transcend all things that we can comprehend or imagine, Father. So we declare that these declarations right now are doing the work that you call them to do. And we thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you for hearts 
that are feeling your tugging, the repentant hearts this season is not just a fad, but it's a lifestyle that we put on, Father. And in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, we declare and decree that you will get the increase, Lord, that we only plant and water, but you, Father God, get the increase. May we decrease so that you may increase. And in Yahshua's name, we declare and decree we claim and proclaim it all in your precious name, our Savior. Amen. Oh, so if there is anyone that is feeling that tugging tonight, and we we are just in a position right now where we know, we know, we know that there is so much that is happening, even in your life right now, where you're, you're thinking about, what is it that I am... I am feeling in my in my deepest pits. And if there is anyone that is feeling like you have not truly repented or have not asked for forgiveness and have not acknowledged the Lord as your Lord and Savior. And we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about uh, God in the flesh that came and dwelled among us but was without sin. And he died on the cross so that we could be without sin. We're talking about that type of relationship, that savior. And if that's someone that you've heard of, but you are not sure, what exactly do you do? And as I like to say, who is this Jesus? Then this is that time that the Lord is pricking your heart. And it's so simple that a child can do it. It says it in the word that if you would ask him into your heart and life, confess your sins with your mouth and believe in your heart that you are saved, then you're saved. You are committed into that citizen of heaven that we talked about earlier. You are written into the book of life. And so if you are ready to make that decision, that all important life decision today, we are so honored to be able to stand in agreement with you. And we offer you this salvation prayer to recite along with us to seal this most important decision of your life. So we'll pray with you right now. God, I come to you asking for forgiveness. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you sent your son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ to die on the cross paying the penalty for my sins. And he was raised from the grave and is alive right now and coming again. I confess you as my Lord and personal savior. Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. In your name I pray, amen. We never miss an opportunity, you all, on Midnight Prayer Watch. It is so important to our team that we continue to share the good news. And this is the good news that although you were dead to sins, you are alive into righteousness now. And you have an opportunity to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And now after you said this prayer, we are rejoicing with all of heaven for you. Yes, because this is it. This is the beginning of that new creation, that new life that we have been speaking this whole watch for. And so if you are in that position where you're like, oh, yes, <laughs> you are feeling the Holy Spirit is living in you now. It happens like that. 
<laughs> that you are saved, you are added to that royal priesthood that we talked to and adopted into a family that you will never be excommunicated from. So we are just so excited for you. And so we thank you all from Midnight Prayer Watch team and myself as well. We want to continue to encourage you to stay up, to stay blessed, to stay washed in this word, y'all. And we're going to leave you with some words that I specifically felt Holy Spirit say as we go into the end of this year in this new season. So I'm pulling out the book <laughs> for this one. Ephesians 6, 12, everybody. I think we know this one. We're speaking this over your life. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, in every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. With every prayer and request, pray at all times in the spirit and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. And so I hope that blesses you, everybody. Stay watching that word.